You are listening to Mark Hatmaker Rough and Tumble Raconteur. This is a grab bag of old school Western martial arts, resurrected indigenous ways and empirical musings tinged with a heavy dose of respect, admiration, let's call it hero worship, for these hosses of yore. Hey crew, this is Mark Hadmaker coming to you from the Comancheria. Let's talk some striking today. A uh, weapon from the rough and tumble vocabulary. It works for MMA. It definitely works for streak. Uh, we're going to call it talk about striking with the shoulder. So we're going to be talking about slams and butts and grinds. Now, you know, rough and tumble, or it was also called scuffling or illegal boxing. I love this term from the 20s and 30s, boom battle, and all the various and sundry names that go to describe the all-in melee that is truly no holds barred, no strikes are off the table. Now, these, uh, this way of thinking uses the entire body as a weapon. Now, let's take a brief sojourn with just one of those weapons right now, and that is the shoulder. Now, due to obvious range restrictions, the shoulder is part of the closed quarter uh, arsenal. Notice I said closed quarter, not close quarters. Uh, that's in deference to the origin of the word. It was called a closed quarter, C-L-O-S-E-D, in the piratical Navy melee sense and not the modern and incorrect perversion to close quarters battle. Yeah, I'm that guy, a stickler for the details. Consider this, if the name ain't right, what else might be wrong? You know what I'm saying? If a guy calls a jab a fisty puncher and is oblivious to the word jab, we'd suspect something was a bit awry in the box research would we not so if we're going to be correct let's be correct all right a little bit of a off the soapbox out of the way uh, now to the shoulder we've got three broad ways to use it these were called uh, loosely slams butts that's b-u-t-t-s and grinds and essentially there's only two attack paths that is the inward and the upward. Now, we're going to kind of just, I know this is uh, not video, it's oral, I'll describe them the best I can, obviously, for the uh, video representation of it. And yeah, I'll send you over to the Black Boss Project, where we use all sorts of this and far, far more uh, willy-nilly all over the place. But uh, let's uh, see if we can get this across with the spoken word. First, let's talk a drill that will allow you to find your power with the shoulder, and then we'll traipse into the specifics. Uh, we will reverse engineer the shoulder slam from a strike you likely know inside and out, and that is the hammer hook. For those not proud proprietors of a fearsome hammer hook, read on or listen on. Uh, the hammer hook, what you do is you're going to raise the lead elbow, the one you would be throwing your hook with, parallel to the floor. The fist essentially stays where it is as if rotating in front of you in a ball and socket joint. All right. So at this point, your fist and forearm are right there in front of you in a horizontal plane. The elbow has a strict 90 degree bend, locking the arm into one fused piece of bone. All right. Hinging and pivoting on the ball of the rear foot, fire a pivot from the toes of the leaf foot, turning the entire body as one unit to the inside. That's shoulders, chest, and hips all turn as one. We're not just talking swinging the arm as an independent unit. That we're so we're saying arm, chest, hips, these all turn as one. These are not, you know, in series, they all move as one. One huge piece of statuary. The entire body is one fused unit, drives the fused elbow hammer hook home, all right? <clears throat> now, let's take this to the bag or pads. Bag is ideal in the beginning, and uh, knock out a few rounds of perfecting the fused body mechanics. Excuse me, let me clear my throat, crew. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Next, 
take a step closer to the bag so that you are in closed quarters clinch range. All right, so we've gone from the hooking range to the closed quarters uh, clinch range. Now we'll go back to that slam the door drill. Now I find the following drill, leaving the punch itself out, really helps seat the skill that we're discussing. All right, I want you to think again of your upper body as a door, your rear foot as the door hinge. I want you to slam this door, your chest, by driving off the toes of the lead foot. Drive hard, slamming the door and the chest with maximum viciousness. I used the fused body mechanics we did with that hammer hook, all right? So basically, we're just taking that hammer hook, and we're taking a good step to the inside with it. Now, once you have your slamming the door down, you will have both a more fearsome hammer hook in your possession and a powerful shoulder slam. And essentially, we're talking these are the same tactics and techniques we get in there. And in case you're asking when and where we use them, uh, the range is dictated what you're going to use. You're not going to try and manipulate this. You're not going to go, I'm going to throw a hammer hook, step inside, and have the shoulder slam. No, you're in the clinch range. You're slamming button and grinding from the word go. Now, <clears throat> on to the shoulder butt. Uh, now, butting with the shoulders, again, performed from the closed quarters clinch, whereas the shoulder slam is a strike of power and travels an inward path. The butt is a short, choppier shot. Think of giving short, choppy inward pops from a loose, uh, striking shoulder. I know what we're talking about here is if you think about if you're just shrugging your shoulders or if you're working on uh, doing some trap shrugs or using some unleaded uh, inverted uh, shrugs, uh, this is what we're talking about. So where if you're thinking about bringing your shoulder up towards your ear in a very ballistic manner, a matter of fact, in one of the exercises uh, that we use in the uh, uh, the unleaded uh, material, we're talking about uh, shoulder and trap development is specifically designed to strengthen this uh, this tactic. And then when we're throwing these shoulders uh, butts. I mean, you're not going to knock anybody out with it, <clears throat> but it has this amazing little oomph power to uh, start adding on. We start stacking and smacking, adding more headbutts on. Often two or three of these thrown in a row are ideal. The little short shops that come uh, about a cadence of a pop, pop, pop. It's like that. Now, shoulder butts are often used to wear on an opponent or set up better striking angles of insertion uh, or angles of attack for uh, underhook clinch. So when we're doing the pummeling drill of over and under, you're going to see lots of, particularly in rough and tumble, the uh, shoulder butts are, are prevalent there. It's just not straight swimming, which is more of the uh, game aspect of it. And again, you can deliver this, the shoulder butt as an upward, uh, upward angle or an in, inward angle, but you know, you're going to keep that same loose shoulder and deliver two to three good pops to aid whatever angle you're setting up. Now, resist the urge to power the shot by extending the legs. This will rise your base higher and render you a bit light, making you right for a sweeping and turning and shooting short takedowns. So you got to be make sure you're working only from the shoulder, and that's why we're talking about this, this ballistic strength we were just discussing for specific exercises from that shoulder. That's really integral here, because here you got to release that fused bone, slam the door mechanics to make this work for you. Now, onward to shoulder grinds. Now, grinds are most often used by grapplers in the horizontal plane, but when used against the uh, quasi-horizontal uh, vertical of an upright fence, which was also called uh, stockade fighting in, in the old days, where you're learning how to grind and press and actually hit subs or striking when you got so much shove, not against a rope or turnbuckle. It can work there, but we're talking about driving someone against that alley wall uh, or inside that barroom wall, and that will allow you to get into that vertical press position and you know, crunch that chin, jaw, and teeth as you wear at the body of the hands or sit up the legs to topple the opponent query to the mat or there's so many cranks and pops that are so amazingly fascinating from this uh, stockade position again we do all this stuff in the black box project but in a nutshell the shoulder is a fearsome addition to your street in mma game the, the brief uh, this brief journey leaves uh, out the setups and the wise follow-ups and a couple other uh, shoulder tools, how to put these things together, the buzzsaw mechanics, but kind of get you there, right? We'll do that another day. Not everything in the world 
was free, is it? Now, if you'd like some uh, more info on this, yeah, I'd send you over to our products page over at ExtremeSelfProtection.com. Uh, have a look at the uh, books Savage Strikes or the DVDs Extreme Boxing or Illegal Boxing. Obviously, the Raw Slash Black Box Project Service. There's tons of stuff like that uh, available for you. So, uh, obviously, listen to more of the podcast. We'll be yakking more about these rough and tumble tools. And uh, also in the show notes, I'll provide a link to that shop in case you want to go browse around there. And if you'd like to see a text support behind some of this stuff, I'll put a link there as well over to our Indigenous Ability blog. We're going to find, I ain't kidding, over a thousand pages of such martial musings there. All right, crew, take care of yourself. Well, if you dig what we just discussed today, uh, I'd like to invite you to like and subscribe to the podcast. Hell, support it if you want. I'm not your dad. Do what you want. And if you're a glutton for punishment, uh, just visit our website, ExtremeSelfProtection.com. You'll find links to the blog, all of our products, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more pages of like musings. Thank you.